If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome to Dragoncast. Home of House of the Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Hey, 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 Officer Dibble. Uh, how you doing? It's Dragoncast episode 25, quarter of a century. I'm Jamie East. And I'm Chris Mandel. And uh, this episode, we are eventually going to be talking about uh, season four, episode eight, uh, The Mountain and the Viper. One of the all-time great episodes, I think it, mm-hmm. it has to be said. Uh, for many reasons, an odd episode. But before we get there, Chris Mandel, how's your week been? It's been emotional television-wise, right? It has been really, really emotional. Um, obviously, we need to talk about The Last of Us, episode three, which was yeah. uh, sort of aired last Monday. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd been kind of like te- I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to kind of talk about it for for all the all the reasons that would get me my ass spanked by HBO and Sky. But I saw it a number of weeks ago mm. and was, abs- as everybody else has been since, completely floored by, by a an incredible hours worth of television right yeah yeah you've been you've been teasing i would say full-on a tease full-on flirting i would say with this episode over the previous few weeks with us i was i was i was crooning linda ronstad at the rest of the world for for weeks (laughs) (laughs) um and it was quite i think unexpected for a lot of people Uh, Mm. i hadn't learned enough about it i knew there was this sort of uh episode that didn't involve joel and ellie that focused on some uh, sort of tertiary characters from the games. Uh, I knew it was coming. I didn't quite know tertiary, it was going to be. What a great tertiary. What a great use of that word. Only usually ever heard next to the word college. Carry on. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I was really excited. I, I've been watching this show once a week 
uh, I've been sort of slower with it than I would be with a lot of other shows, and I'm not getting up early to watch it or anything like that. And I loved episode three. I thought it was really special. And when we started talking about The Last of Us, you know, we, I, having never played the game, said, I just need to see glimpses of people figuring out how to live yeah. in the world rather than everyone just dealing drugs and like you know eating Shooting beef jerky zombies. there needs yeah, to yeah. just be a sense and I, I really liked episode two uh to a point but i felt like it was an episode of just let's walk through this building let's climb out the window and go up the next floor and Quite it gamey. felt like watching yeah very much like watching a video game i had no idea what they were doing and why they i was really confused and it also felt like there wasn't a great deal of dialogue and i felt like is this what this show is going to be is it just going to be like watching someone playing on a PlayStation. So I was really, really enjoyed episode three because I, I just loved the way that it answered questions I had about like, what is, what is the world looking like and how is, how are people living? And yeah. I loved the doomsday prepper sort of angle because of course, yeah. you, know, you remember that in the pandemic at the very start of the pandemic, there was that guy that bought like 5,000 bottles of hand sanitizer and started Richard selling Madeley. them. Yeah, it's Richard Madeley, <laughs> wasn't it? I'll never forget Richard Madeley did an episode of This Morning where he he, he he embarrassed Judy by revealing that he'd like hoarded like torches and batteries in his garden for oh, the no, eventual for the eventual apocalypse. That. Amazing scene. Oh yeah. But it was and, it was reminded me of that though, of these people that have been preparing or in some ways I'm capitalizing. Obsessed with, I'm obsessed with doomsday preppers. I love yeah. them. Given half the chance, I would absolutely be one. I was. Um, I went for a, went for a drink with my my neighbour, who's a good friend yeah. of mine, and he revealed he. If you're listening, hello. Uh, he <laughs> he is somewhat of a doomsday prepper. He's okay. somewhat of a conspiracy theorist. He won't be the first to uh, <laughs> to deny that. Okay. He, he revealed to me that in his house, which is just a regular regular Surrey house. Um, he has a laser-sighted crossbow for the eventual apocalypse. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't even know those were a thing. I didn't either. I mean, I've... A, like a do, laser-sighted... Have, have you got any protection in your house, Chris? Do you, do you like... Uh, have, have you got any... Like, have you got like a... Do you, do you have like a... You know, do you keep like a bread knife under the pillow or anything like that? Not under the pillow, because um, I move a lot in my sleep, so I probably end yeah, up dangerous. lacerating myself. Yeah. But I don't have a specific tool. Also, my bread knife is really blunt, but I do have a selection of food, of good knives. That is it, I is it, no but it's in within moving. reach. Do you have anything like within? No, like nothing in the vicinity. No. See, I scared um, myself. See, Instagram scared me, and uh, I, I've ended up buying an aluminium baseball bat with an LED torch stuck in the end of it that I keep <laughs> tucked in my mattress. <laughs> Wow. So, but when you're trying to swing it, the light's going to go everywhere. You're yeah. not going to be able to see where you're going. <laughs> and do, 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 do you know what? My, my teenage son left, crept out of the house one night to go make a phone call uh, yeah. at the bottom of our driveway. Oh. And Mrs. East woke me up. She's like, oh my God, my God, my God, someone's, out, someone's outside, someone's outside. And I went, so I was like, right, time for the baseball bank. Grab the baseball bat, shone the light. And it, nine times out of ten, you walk out and there's like a cat, like in, a, in horror movie style. And a cat goes, yeah, meow. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, I was just like, and I was like, holy shit, there is actually someone out there. And I was like, and I was like, what do I do? And I just, my light, turned on my light and went swinging around, nearly knocked my bloody son out. Oh my so, God. That is, 
if the light, if, if I hadn't have had the light, I wouldn't have seen that it was my son. I could have broken his. Face. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good yeah. point. I think, um, yeah, if push came to shove, what would, I'd have to use something in the bedroom. I'd use deodorant in the eyes. Oh yeah, straight away because I've got the lethal stuff. You know, I'm, this isn't like sweat <laughs> this is, protect. This is like the the links that's banned in three nitrate. countries. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Russian grade like deodorant. Well, Nick Hoffman, go, though, his... Sorry, carry on. I would go for the eyes, and then I would get one of my hammers out of my toolbox, and I'd... Just on each of the kneecaps. Smash them in the head. Oh, kneecap. Good lad. Yeah. I've thought about this. Good. I'm, Let's go for the Achilles yeah. heel. If you can slice through the Achilles heel, they, yeah. ain't, going no, they ain't going nowhere. I think eyes is a good place to go, just get them because if they if they can't see you, then they're probably going to like well, freak out. But we'll be we'll anyway. be talking about that self defense tactic. In a, no, I just in thought a, what I should do is grab line. the head yeah. with the thumbs. Just I raped there. your sister. <laughs> yeah, you broke into my house on a yeah. whatever night. Um, so but n- n- Bill's uh, Bill's Bill's doomsday prepping is another level though i would not be able to i would not have the confidence to smash my way through the gas power station and work Mm. out what where the grid was for my house and turn it back on would you but no but also the doomsday preppers i thought it was more like i'd better get loads of tins of chickpeas in case the world ends rather than like people are going to break in yeah build kind of like motorized electric fences that was great I loved episode three. I loved the reaction yeah. to episode three. I loved, in a similar way to when I used to DJ in a provincial Derby nightclub in like 1989, and I used yeah. to play a, and I used to play erasure, and all of like the all of the like the the, the lads like who would who would never ever like talk to a <laughs> gay person in their life would be yeah. happily kind of like chains of love like you know just like <laughs> getting exactly just like crying so and and would never ever it wouldn't occur to them that the, the connection yeah. i love the reaction to this where like all these straight guys were just kind of like putting on twitter going holy shit am i gay now what's what's happening yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just like oh, it's beautiful it's fucking beautiful fucking beautiful I think, like, it's really a really good use of, like, if you're going to do eight episodes, just break it up a bit. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, like, San Junipero, the Black Mirror episode of, like, people ah, yes. meeting in the, but like, the sort of, like, analogue version, you know? Yeah. Because it's obviously, like, everything's... Good analogy. Yeah, post, good. Post, um, post-apocalyptic. But, you know, the, people love these moments of, of strangers coming together. I think we love, like... I think audiences are very sophisticated now that they can handle like a pivot no one's going where's joel and ellie like how are they gonna get to west of where they are like people can just go okay i think it said a lot for the people that did complain about this episode it says a lot about them rather than the program well i thought it was really funny how many people thought it was made for the show and it was like oh like it's a woke adaptation it's like no no those guys are in the game yeah i mean it was incredibly incredible foresight from craig craig mazin mazin kind of like so those of you who don't know um it was based on a letter the whole episode was based on a letter they in the in the game joel and ellie arrived to find bill dead um he's he, he has died and he leaves a note and actually it's a note that you don't necessarily have to pick up and read in the game and the right. the, the note just hints are um at the at the union and that's it there's nothing more than that um oh. And they they did they didn't die together, you know. He uh, it died sometime before Bill had died, um, and yeah, it was just just brilliant. I would thoroughly recommend if you're interested in 
the making of that episode, do go and listen to the official uh, Last of Us podcast. It's a great podcast, actually. Uh, it has Craig and Neil, the showrunners of the episode, and the guy that hosts it is the guy that played Joel in the game. So it's, it's a really good oh, cool. kind of like, really good connection. And the episode <laughs> where they talk about uh, episode three is fascinating, right from the yeah. inception yeah. and how they... And how they came up with the storyline, but also how they, uh, you know, they were aware that they may have got criticism for casting a straight man in a in a gay role, and and how what they thought about that, and Nick Offerman, and and all of that kind of stuff. It's it's a really really good episode. I do thoroughly. I think also on that point that is really interesting, but I think the needle on that has gone back round. I think people just want good informed work, and I think like you know over the years I've had to interview loads of actors in playing gay parts, and it always comes up and. At first I thought, oh yeah, we've got to do more. And then mm. I kept thinking, well, Barry Jenkins, who directed Moonlight, is straight. Mm-hmm. And Is he? Mah- yeah, he goes out yeah. with um he goes out with Lulu Wang Rita, who did Rita Ora. That, um, Oh Lulu Wang, wow. <laughs> you know that he did um yeah, yeah. amazing Oh, that really done? good film with um Aquafina in it. Oh my god, what's it called? Anyway. Oh right. single the one where she no no where she goes she goes home it's it's a anyway oh no Real, oh, no, I, oh wow baked. god that was yeah, like, Moonlight's an amazing of, film Moonlight's an yeah, amazing but I, film. I think like like it's the same with I really love um, God's Own Country with Josh mm. O'Connor yeah the director Francis Lee is gay oh. the whole thing is based on his life and that is what is informing the work they're doing and I think you know, oh God, it's like just two great film recommendations there. If you haven't seen them, go and oh see Moonlight. God. Go and see God's Own Country. Scene. God's Own Country has this amazing scene. Do they, is it where they birth a lamb at, yeah. at the beginning? Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's incredible. I did a lot around that film. We interviewed Josh. I've interviewed Francis. I've interviewed them both countless times, different mm. things. And the they worked so hard. Um, Alec, as well, who plays the other the Romanian farm worker that uh, Josh's character falls in love with. Yes. They actually worked on a, a working farm to get ready for the... Um, the role has and he done much else filming, Francis Lee after this has he done he did that Kate Winslet Ammonite ah uh, yes yes sorry Curry. and he's I think he's got a development deal somewhere he's doing something else I'm not sure what but they had to stop filming because one of the cows started uh, going into labour <laughs> and like wow. Josh and Alec like went and helped out and like helped <laughs> deliver oh, yeah, a yeah love that that's such so, a good anyway, film anyway such a good film I think um, Nick and Murray did such a good job obviously Murray is openly gay Nick is straight but I think they just do such a good job and they're not taking it for granted and I think yeah it just puts to rest the idea that um, only gay people should play gay roles or yeah. that straight people can't provide nuance in these roles in some way yeah and that is a whole other conversation for it is uh, for, for a, probably, a diff- probably a different podcast let's be honest um, let's be honest a <laughs> couple, couple of facts about it though uh, Murray got the gig for this before he was cast in White Lotus Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So he had to audition for this as like, he was one of a, a mix of, you know, in the mix, like sent in his tape during lockdown and all the rest of it. Um, and then, or he had already been cast in it, but it hadn't been released yet. So they, they kind right, of like, right. Craig Mazin talks about kind of like casting him, thinking he was going to be fantastic, and he obviously was. But then like seeing the White Lotus and going, holy fuck, is this the guy that we just cast? But, uh, amazing. He's having such a great career at the moment oh. um i saw murray when he was in hbo's looking which was a sort of um girls or oh, broad city but it's about three gay friends in san francisco 
Right, okay. Uh, I think, yeah, it was a sort of slightly more somber than your sort of Sex in the City, like everyone's hanging yeah, out, yeah, but yeah. it's about these three guys trying to make sense of the world. And it was sort of hailed as like a bit, oh, we haven't had something like this since Queer as Folk. Um, and yeah, he's yeah. in that, he's like an older, older gay man in it. Great show, only two seasons, it wasn't particularly successful, but uh, oh, cool. he's a really good actor and it's so great to see him getting to take on loads and loads of yeah, yeah, acclaimed yeah. I love see, I, you know, you get a sense when someone's in there kind of like, in their in their 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 what do you call it? Whatever period it is, where they're just absolutely their imperial phase. That's the pet yeah, shop yeah, yeah. Their imperial uh, phase, the absolutely. Yeah. The tenants language, which I love, is just ah. in it at the moment. Well, and just he'll be getting you, even more just, and more work. Yeah, and there's just nothing. You, you know, Harry Styles is in it at the moment. Lizzo's in it. It's like you just can't. Yeah. they can't do anything wrong. Um, yeah, enough. I, love it. But separate. To, so that's that's one of the three amazing television moments that have occurred in the past seven days. Okay, mm-hmm. for us anyway. So uh, for you, you finally finished the Sopranos rewatch. Oh uh, my no, god! No, sorry, not even rewatch. So you oh, finally finished the Sopranos. Time watching it, I know this was like How long? gigantic. I don't. Know, I've been. I think we estimated somewhere between twelve and eighteen months. We've been watching Jeez. it. Because Rob and I started watching it when we weren't living together, so we could only watch uh, it on the weekends. Uh, and then okay. obviously he, he's he been living with me now for about a year and a bit, so we've kind of been watching a couple of weeks. But we had to start pacing ourselves because, you know, the final run of episodes is so bleak and so intense. Yeah. And we watched the finale, the, the penultimate episode last weekend, and we were like, right, Friday night, we're going to get a pizza, get a bottle of red wine, and watch the final episode. And, yeah, it absolutely... It was weirdly more understated than I expected, although I yeah. knew it was going to be understated. Yeah. It was a li- doing a little bit less than I thought, but I just thought it was incredible. I thought it was yeah. absolutely incredible and, and the fact that I you still think thoughts. it's the fact that you still think it's incredible in 2023. It yeah. is the fact that in- I didn't get it spoiled this all this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am very online and I managed to not know. I sort of had an inkling that there was some cut to black that they didn't resolve something. And I thought, okay, you know, I get a sense that there's going to be something hanging, but Mm -hmm. I put some thoughts about this on, um, on Instagram. I think I maybe put them on Twitter as well. Uh, My Instagram's private now. So if if you can't see it, that's just because I put them up on Saturday. Uh, Yeah. I'm in the camp that he's not (laughs) shot at the end. Wait, do you need to do a a (laughs) spoiler attack? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, to those of you that don't know, um, we're going to talk about the the ending of The Sopranos for a very brief second. So this is your five-second warning. Five, four, three, two, one. So the cut to black is, is clearly David Chase left it purposefully ambiguous so that you don't know whether he got shot or not. I'm in the camp that he did um, right. for many reasons. Many because I'm pretty sure David Chase has come out and talked about it. I read a really in-depth... Maybe it was on, what would it have been on? Maybe an Esquire piece in America or or, or one of those, or maybe the AV Club or something like that. Um, There's a guy in the scene who... who who they've pulled out and focused on, who I choose to believe is the hitman, is the guy that was sent to do it. The guy in the jacket. He looks looks over at Tony... um, Two goes or three to the points, bathroom. Goes to the bathroom, kind of thirty seconds before it cuts to black, and and, and, I think, a, a, and that references a bit in The Godfather where mm, one of the characters gets their never, guns from a bathroom. Yeah, and also I think Tony's talked about it a few times throughout the season, where he's just like, 
when it happens, you won't have, you won't know anything about it. You yeah, won't, Bobby you says won't, that to him right yeah. on the boat. Right, he's like, That's, you won't yeah. even hear it. Yeah, you won't even hear it. it you will just stop. Yeah, so amazing. But anyway, just uh, congratulations. Well done. You've just watched probably the I best thing ever. Just loved it. And I think I think it's it's my only final thought on on this this whole situation is and i'm really pleased with myself for coming to this conclusion i told rob yesterday he was like oh that's a really good way of thinking of it so um uh you know the oh my god what's the name of the experiment with the cat with the schrodinger's schrodinger's cat schrodinger's cat right yeah if you put a cat in a box and you put some poison in it the cat is either dead or alive but until you open the box it is both yeah, because there's two realities exist, and opening it confirms it. Yeah. I like to think of the Sopranos ending as <laughs> Schrodinger's Tony, right? Okay, which is that he is both alive and dead, okay, because we don't ever get to see it. And right. I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest he might have got shot. We won't know. There's yeah. a lot of evidence to suggest that's just paranoia from years being in the mob. Yeah. And I like to sort of go forward if people say, and people have been asking me, is he dead or alive? I say he is both. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough that's my like ted talk about this Amazing. and that's only after 48 hours of having seen it so imagine what i'm like in a year or yeah. five or ten um and then What's the third thing it's the third thing is um a slight break from our normal kind of viewing style bbc one um happy valley uh so have you watched happy valley never seen it and i'm so, so cross that i've not been part of this so, huge so, celebration I, of it me too me this too season. Th- thursday no wednesday 7 p.m i'd never seen an episode of happy valley i watched wow. 18 episodes of that show in three days wow it was fantastic and, I, and i'm not normally a fan of an no. apologies homegrown bleak drama i like it you know you know it it feels a was a little bit close to home um Mm. but i have to say it was brilliant it was it was like it's all the good bits of line of duty right um but without the silliness or without the kind of urgent exit required right unrealistic Kind of and it's three seasons, and three there's seasons. been quite a long gap between two and three. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. I, I, I had no idea there had been, because obviously I had the luxury of just... Li- we finished, like, the penultimate episode ten minutes before the finale started. So we just, wow. like, just went straight the way through. We are like, la di da da this is great, no, no need to wait. But, yeah, apparently people yeah. have been waiting, like, six years or something crazy. It's um, definitely... I mean, everyone's talking about it. Mm, and um, it, it, it was great. You know, brilliant... Brilliant writing, um, and uh, Sarah Lancashire wows us. You know, absolutely fucking great. James she'll Norton. Always, she'll always be Raquel from Corrie for me. I mean, she kind of always is. <laughs> as, as what, you know what I mean? She kind of always is, just a little bit less ditzy. Um, yeah. James Norton, great villain. Um, and gotta be a shoe in for Bond. Gotta be. Yeah. What do you think? No? I just don't know if... Uh, so I, my... my my you still think reticence. it's going to be well i just don't know if a, if a british tv star is big enough to be a film star in that sense oh that's not, a good well i'm gonna say whoa. i think that's a big a big roadblock generally. that has idris elba but he's also been in seven thousand movies 
Yeah, I mean, he does, start, is it, yeah. you know, yeah. but he's obviously started in television, but he had a film career. Hang on a second. There must be some huge movie stars that started off in British TV series like this. There must be. There are yeah. going to be some really obvious ones about, we can't think of immediately. What about Mike, your man from Neighbours? Guy Pierce. Yeah, okay, but... Daniel like Craig, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Daniel Craig was in Our Life in the... I'm not saying you Was in Our Life... But he started off in Our Life in the North. Yeah, yeah, you can start. I'm saying, like, you're, Norton's not going to get Bond off the back of a TV show. It's like, no, you then maybe go not. and do okay. a film career. Like, Daniel Craig did Layer Cake, and they saw yeah, that, and they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. this could be... And I mean, obviously, there's people I like see. Michaela Cole, like, yeah. but again, Michaela Cole is like the... 14th on the call sheet in a Marvel film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, she's true. our like yeah. national treasure. Yeah. I think he's yeah. brilliant. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And I saw him on Graham Norton, um, James Norton. Oh, I never noticed they have the same oh, sound. Anyway, uh, he's so charming and he's so lovely. Yeah. I think he's, he seems great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Happy Valley got to be getting exported to the US, right? Like they're going to be picking that up and... I think that, well, hopefully they just pick it up and just play it as it is rather than. Yeah, just, yeah, that's what I mean. I rather think than like they it, acquire rather it turn it into like Fargo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think they'll love it. Um, Goodness fantastic. Me. Yeah. God, 20, what a great we are, minutes in. We are even, absolutely blessed with television at the moment. It's an absolute. Yeah, it's a great, a great time. Just fantastic. Let's get cracking. Um, on episode, uh, season four, episode eight episode. of Game of Thrones, uh, The Mountain and the Viper. <clears throat> As ever, uh, if you need a quick uh, reminder of what's happened, here's a five minute recap from our sister podcast previously on. Take it away. Oh, me. Gilly is hiding in a brothel in Molestown when the wildlings attack, and as the residents are murdered, Egret discovers them but signals her to be quiet. Grey Worm is caught watching Missandei bathing in a river, which makes her wonder over several lengthy scenes as to whether the eunuch could ever <clears throat> love her. Reek is dressed up to resemble his former persona of Theon, and sent by Ramsay to make the Ironborn holding, the heavily defended castle at Moat Kaelin, surrender. The Ironborn agree if their lives are spared. Ramsay flays the skin off them as soon as they leave the castle. In the Vale, Littlefinger is being interrogated by lords over Liza's death and are unconvinced at his claim she killed herself. Sansa, pretending to be his niece Elaine, is called to give evidence and reveals her true identity, and to Littlefinger's surprise, she backs his lie. The Lord of the Vale leaves satisfied, agreeing to support Littlefinger and the little lord Robert Arryn. Sir Barristan Selmy, part of Daenerys' inner circle, is handed the note written by Lord Tywin two episodes previously. Jorah's secret that he was originally a Lannister spy is out. He begs Daenerys for forgiveness, but this dragon is not for turning and Jorah is ordered out of the city. When Roose Bolton is told of the fall of Moat Kaelin, he rewards Ramsay for his cunning plan. Ramsay Snow is now officially made a legitimate son. From now on, he is Ramsay Bolton, an heir to the north. Arya and the Hound reach the Vale with the aim of handing her over to Aunt Liza. When told of Liza's unfortunate fall through the moon door, Arya breaks into hysterical laughter at the failure of yet another of their plans, unaware that her sister is alive and well in the Eyrie. Sir Gregor Clegane, the Mountain, and Oberyn Martell, the Red Viper of Dawn, fight in the trial of combat to decide Tyrion's fate. The rather confident Oberyn dances around the Mountain, jabbing at him, searching for weak points as the Mountain hacks and slashes with his great sword. 
Oberyn loudly declares in front of the court that the mountain killed his sister and her children, but asks who gave the orders to kill them. He expertly hamstrings the mountain and stabs him to the ground with his poisonous spear. He seemingly won. Before finishing the job, though, he demands a confession from the mountain, but is standing too close. The mountain grabs him, smashes out his teeth, and brutally crushes his head open like a two-week-old watermelon. (coughs) Tyrion Lannister is sentenced to death, and we all throw up in our mouths. There we go. Thank you very much, uh, Previously On. Uh, Someone asked about that so previously on is a, a separate podcast that's that's there and someone asked about it i think i mentioned it last week as well but it's mm-hmm. on a separate feed if you want to go and have a listen knock yourself out go just search for previously on in all the usual places um you start with this one chris what did, actually i had a question i wrote down i underlined this but i said this is what okay. i need to know first before anything else sure. chris mandel what's the what what happened what's in the books with this is it exactly is what happens yeah yeah okay from my memory i'm going to just caveat from my memory it plays out very similarly the broad beats are the same uh oberyn um does sort of land a fatal blow to um the mountain and he kind of gloats a little bit and he's so focused on getting this confession because he wants uh the mountain to implicate tywin He's trying to get it out. Yeah. That is what kind of causes the downfall. That He takes his eye off the prize for just a minute. And the revenge is kind of what kills him. That thirst for revenge is what doomed him. If he'd just stepped away, known he's avenged his sister and her kids, yeah. that would have been one thing. But uh, okay. but yeah, so it's, it's pretty much the same, I think. Mm. Um, I think the one thing that was made up is this... <laughs> One of my least favourite parts of the episode, actually, which I liked on the first time I watched it, was Jamie and Tyrion talking about their um, cousin, who's like... Oh, do, do, do. That I, I was like, what is this awful story? I mean, I understand the, the conversation. They're going, why, do, why does violence happen yeah, in the yeah, world? Yeah. Like, why yeah. is the world fueled by violence? You know, maybe that our god is just some random guy crushing beetles. But like, God, I hated it. I hated the acting in it. I thought the dialogue was awful. But at, the, when they at the time, some, at the time, it it got it got a lot of accolades. That scene, didn't it, it did, it did. Yeah, I thought it was really awful, and I thought there's a seat they mention in Maester at Castelly Rock, and Jamie just goes, "Oh yeah, he tried to touch me once," and I'm like, "What? Like what the fuck? Like you, you would not? It's just so honestly, like I really could not believe that got in. Like it's these two guys just like bantering when one of them is probably about to get killed." Yeah, that was the thing. Like, that, oh, yeah, that, that, that's the thing that did like, feel a bit. Yeah, did feel a bit off. Was like, hang on a second, can we just thing, focus on what's going on. <laughs> yeah, the other thing that I hated, and I'm just getting this out of the way because I like the episode. The first scene where they go to Molestown, which is this small, it's actually quite big, uh, sort of community near the wall. The dialogue between all these like poor folk, where they were all going like, "Oh, he's so, he's Willie so small. I thought it was a eunuch." And they're all just like yelling at each other, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is like Guy Ritchie would be like, this needs a rework yeah. before it can get." You know, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was dreadful. I do like um, the names the, that, that George R. R. Martin gave to those Molestown and Flea Bottom. Like, I yeah. love those. Yeah, Molestown is named that because it's not very much above ground, but there's loads of tunnels and loads of like la- like layers on the ground wonderful which is really clever um because obviously it'd be so cold around there but i just you know the fact that also bear in mind these guys are all just quite poor like probably farmers working the land like whatever 
drinking around and one of them whistles the reins of Castamere. It's for the audience to go, oh, I remember that song. Yeah. And then one guy goes, do the bear and the maiden fair. And it's like, guys, there's more than two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I didn't like that. I thought the episode generally was really good. Um, but I would say it made me think of some of the conversations we had in season three, which was it's quite um, vertigo inducing, just like getting through checking in with everyone for five minutes and then leaving it's quite 100%. yeah breakneck well that's what i put all of in retrospect all of the event episodes like red wedding like uh yeah. even baylor uh yeah all of the ones that we've done so far have all taken the same rough templated kind of framework which is you know the actual the actual you know the, the main event of this episode was was nine minutes long right at the yeah. end so for the previous kind of like 51 minutes, it's doof, 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 yeah. doof. And it doesn't and connect to anything else in no. the episode. It's not like any of those characters, they're not in it until... And this is what I put, I put this on Twitter yeah. where it's just like, it's weird how we rearrange Game of Thrones in our head mm. when we've not, when we've watched it. And, you know, I said, because I can, I can picture in my mind's eye, everybody's journey, like whether it's uh, Brienne's, mm. whether it's the Hound in Arya, whether it's Arya's on their own. It's, they're all different linear kind of journeys that I can follow in my mind's eye. And yet when you watch it, you forget that it's just like oh, 45 seconds there, 45 seconds there, one minute there, yeah. one minute there. And it's just, it was quite dizzying this episode for that. I yeah, I thought that. I thought that. I mean, I remember on. we've obviously missed the five episodes since Joffrey's wedding where yeah. he's poisoned. I seem to remember the sort of the trial, the courtroom stuff, just getting eked out. And I thought it would be great for it to be one episode start mm. to finish that is just Tyrion's, all of the stuff with the trial. But did obviously they, they want to like... Did Game of Thrones ever do that? Did Game of Thrones ever have a cap, like like we just talked about episode three of Last of Us? Did no, Game I of Thrones, don't think they did. I don't think I don't they think ever they did. did like a bit of a, a, a kind of... Uh, I imagine it's the, the the things that cost money are only possible because they can spread the costs out across 10 episodes and they can do episodes where some of the cast aren't in and some of them not and I just think it, it it's probably a logistical thing yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. any of the battles I mean maybe the long night is kind of what but then that was mm. you know the most expensive episode of telly ever made and they they spent like 72 days filming the battle or something you know it's just like doesn't really do count but no there's not I, really I been like much. a um but no i thought the the good bits were good mm-hmm. um there was some things that i remember i liked more than i remembered and i think they've benefited from us not okay. watching the whole season i thought the sansa and Littlefinger stuff was really good yes and the, i forgot, I forgot that, it, that how or there's a lot of kind of like major bits that, or major kind of turning points in this episode weren't there there was the mm. sansa bit where she turns into Black Widow or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. Quite cuckoldy that scene was, wasn't it? It's was quite... Yeah. It was, it, they it do was, a very interesting shot where she's testifying. And she... Um, what's her name? <laughs> Sansa Stark. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Married to the Jonas Brother. Sophie... <laughs> Sophie Turner. Turner. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, she's in the foreground... Baelish is in the background and it's so out of focus that he almost like melts into the wall, right? It's Mm. so blurry, but you can see him there and you can see his impact on her because she makes this incredible elaborate story Mm. to save his bacon, right? 
Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he even, Baelish even says like, oh no, don't bring her down. Like she doesn't know anything. They're like, no, no, we're going to make her testify. And then obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in on it. I thought it was really, really well done. And I really so, liked. They'd, they'd not spoken beforehand. That was not a planned thing. He was surprised. Well, I think it was. I think it was. But I think Do the implication no, I is. I, I didn't think it was at all. I thought that yeah, the I look, I thought the look that Baelish gave, I thought, I thought um, Aiden's acting was just incredible in this episode. Yeah, in, 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 yeah. In that scene, just the. I just think he's I someone think he who's... was. I th- I I got the impression that he the reason he didn't want Sansa to come down was because they'd not collaborated their stories. Yeah. That, that it was a bit kind of like standing outside headmaster's office, like right, you tell me what time, and it better be the same as the time that's, as yeah, as, yeah. as your mate. And and then when she came out with this story, he was looking at the ground thinking, "I'm fucked." And then just slowly went, "Holy shit, she's good." I've, yeah. I've, so there's unless you're going to tell not... me that that wasn't the case. For sure. Well, I can't remember. I mean, they've been in, you know, there's been a few episodes that, you know, since they, they pushed uh, Lysa out and Moondor and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly where we're at with this. But what I do think is interesting is there's a good chance you're right that they've not actually colluded, but she's wised up to how to play yes. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she knows... <clears throat> Better to be on his side because he did sort of get her out of King's Landing and that's sure, of yeah, so I yeah, think yeah. That's very, yeah. very, very possible. Actually, one thing we do know I she had been doing was build was was she'd spent a lot of time kind of making that feathered dress. Yeah, yeah, it's, a lot of nice and easy yeah. hair dye in the veil as well. Well, there can't be that many birds uh, up that high on the eerie, so I don't know yeah. how she's managed to do that. Maybe she's got a crossbow as well, and she's been laser sighted. Yeah. But I, I thought it was very good because we last saw her leaving the wedding and to sort of see her now appearing a lot smarter and being quite clever. Um, I think watching it episode to episode, I feel like I didn't get that because it takes us a minute to get there. So kind of yeah. coming in blind, you're like, oh, she's... Yeah, and I think I, I weirdly just like that storyline where Littlefinger's consolidating his power. He's mm. kind of pulling one over on all the lords. Um, that house and that area, they sort of stayed out of a lot of the infighting in Westeros because they live so high up they were just yeah. like la 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 like we're gonna stay up here and Littlefinger's really guilted them all into sort of you know getting uh, stuck in yeah <laughs> getting stuck in so I, I really like that um Arya I forgot Arya literally gets to the gates of the Eyrie where Sansa I know, is I, I and is turned away I completely forgot, forgot that, that. it's just like she could not catch a break that trip with the hound was a nightmare for her yeah always the bride and again they do it was an hour late yeah i know yeah they do that clever thing where he he says to aria poison is a woman's weapon like it's not no honor in it and we know that yeah like elena tarail did well we know now we we know now but also Littlefinger was involved and i think again it's like yeah you can hire an assassin but everyone will think a man did it and uh, he's quite clever in that he's got the women because lysa also um, poisoned her husband on Littlefinger's orders. You already know what I've interrupted Chris to say. Yep, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Hold up. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When she found out her aunt is dead as well, this sort of Joker-esque cackle where she just sort of lost the plot. I thought that yeah. was really great. So it's just kind um, of mania. She was just like, fuck it. Now. Yeah, it was manic, yeah. wasn't it? And I think, yeah. again, like we haven't seen her at all this season because she wasn't in this episode we watched last week. Mm. But she's just realising, like, okay, I, I'm, I'm part, I was part of a wolf pack and there's no wolves left. I'm just going to have to be someone else. And yeah. yeah, it takes a while to get there, but I think it's a really interesting... Um, hang on a minute. There was a in the intro. They had Bravos in the intro you know, across the sea, and yeah, no, no one was there in this episode, were they? Uh, did they talk about Bravos though? Peter Baelish did because they said, you know, you're you're technically a foreigner, and he said, yeah, like my great 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 grandparents are from there. But we're all foreigners. Like we all came from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, we all, um, so all maybe from it's for that. Maybe it's. Yeah. I know earlier in the season, um, Stannis goes to the Iron Bank, which is in Bravos, and that's where your man. Do we see him um, there with Mark Gatiss? Yeah, with Mark Gatiss. Yeah, I think it's it maybe even maybe the next episode or it's it's happened. He goes to try and get money. I so found I think, the, and I I think found the Iron Bank seems great. I love Mark Gatiss. I love it. Yeah. I just love Mark Gatiss playing. Yeah. <laughs> a financier it's so yeah. funny yeah um and so i guess the show is also trying to just prime us for like aria is going to go there next season like you know just remember yeah, it exactly um what did you like what sort of jumped out for you about the episode um weirdly 
the opening scene in Molesand, yes, it was all a bit kind of like, oh, bloody hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit Monty Python, wasn't it? Um, mm. But I forgot about the Fen. Is it? Was it? Is that? Is he the head of the Fens? The the kind of bold, kind of like Neanderthal fellow. Was it? Were they called the Fens? I seem to uh, think. They oh, were. the guy that Theon speaks to. Yes, the the, the guy that's joined um, Tormund. Um, oh the, the, yes, they, yes, yes, yes. I he, forgot. he becomes yeah. he becomes quite a big nemesis, doesn't he? And doesn't John Keane yeah. in the end? Doesn't he get? Doesn't he bite the bullet in a maybe next episode? In in um, yeah, he does. I think they had to introduce a couple more villains for the the, the battle to sort of fens, not fens, fens. They were called. Um, yeah. I enjoyed. There are a couple of nice cinematic moments there. I love the blood dripping through the floorboards from above. Uh, that was amazing. That was, just, that was a really good moment. One of the one of the good lines. That, it's just an owl, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I, I quite liked that. When actually it was it was it Tormund doing his. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love I that that they're like these savage, brutal like men without a code and they're like, but yeah. we do know how to imitate woodland yeah, animals. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what else, what else did I enjoy? Um, hmm. The reek. I quite enjoyed Bolton, uh, Roos giving, um, Ramsey his name back. Felt like quite a good pivotal moment. Yeah. And again, there was, yeah. there was, but Roos's, uh, Reek's moment. So when he goes back to, uh, at first I thought he'd gone back to the Iron Islands, but he hadn't had he. Where, where had he? Jumped he's in? gone to Moat Kalen, which Moat Kalen, right? Okay, yeah. a sort of stronghold in the north. When the Greyjoys invaded Winterfell, they came to the coast and they sort of came in through Moat Kalen and they sort of killed everyone there. Gotcha. And then they held it, and yeah, it's a bit of a pivotal. All... It's on. I think it's on the King's Road, so it's quite a bottleneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a really, it's not a big place, but it does sort of. And they were all coming, yeah. And they were all coming down with the pox, pox, weren't they? There weren't many of them left. They were all kind of like die. Oh, I did write Moat Caitlin, but my auto spells turned it to Most Caitlin. Yes, um, it is the Most Caitlin place (laughs) in Westeros. (laughs) Um, I quite enjoyed that scene. Only a weak dog would speak this way. I love an axe in the headshot. There was a good. That it's was good because you sort of think, oh, he's he's fucked. These guys aren't going to yield. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. But the, the other guy that obviously was maybe the deputy mm. guy just, just went, like, no, we want to go home. Like we've yeah, been yeah. holding this castle for no reason for like yeah. two years. The best of. And was um, he the guy yeah, that we Theon, then saw? We, we then saw him flayed, didn't we? Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's again like something we touched on earlier in last episode is mm. just the codes of conduct. The the like it's all just brutal like you can mm. you can the white flag it, you know these are supposed to mean things there's obviously a war on but you there's supposed to be ways for you to like behave with a bit of um a bit of respect and these guys do yield and then they're skinned alive and it's yeah. just savage there's a couple of bits that i felt i always felt that that um that gray worm and missandei nudity scene in the river was always a bit weird and yeah yeah. Again, not sure it served a massive narrative purpose other than uh, to please uh, red-blooded uh, humans that wanted to see a naked woman. Yeah, and I think also it's, it led to a know, conversation. Sh- it led to a conversation between um, Daenerys and Missandei, I guess, about 
about Grey Worm a little bit. It led to a bit of yeah. his backstory, I guess. Probably could have done that without... I just feel like my overriding question was not, so what's the deal with his genitals? Like, I don't really care. <laughs> and the way that, like, no, even the, a, a Daenerys... The pillars like, and the stones, yeah. The pillars and the stone, the pillar and the stones. I'm like, this seems like such an odd thing for the show to be interested in. I think also, you know, you've got these two characters that they want to do more of in the show, which is mm. great. And we've already spoken about um, Jacob, uh, yeah. who plays Grey Worm, Jacob Anderson. It's Jacob Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely wonderful, lovely guy. And he does so much with Grey Worm over the course of the show. But yeah, he does, it's actually. interesting to me that the show doesn't know what to do with these people other than have them fancy each other. It's almost like there's no other mode for them to be in. Yeah. That is not... Like, Miss Sandy was never really married. a great advisor to Daenerys, was she? She was she, no, because she had Tyrion, she had Varys, she had Darrow Naharis for the muscle. Yeah, Miss Sandy didn't. I guess she was a sounding board as a confidant, maybe. But yeah, or, they think a bit of a, a a bit more of actually like a sort of serving lady. But I mm. think the sort of implication of being rescued from slavery and then sort of just working for someone is sort of like quite hard I'll rescue to... from slavery get me fetch me my dinner yeah, <laughs> yeah. where's that bath I asked you to run so uh, yeah I thought that was really complicated in that I'm like oh, are we really spending time on this but you know also was really surprised and it may all be um body doubles but uh Natalie Emmanuel doing a, 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 a topless scene I was so surprised I feel like you would not uh, ask someone to do that now. We wouldn't now. I mean, but bear in mind that we we're only kind of like... ago, though, was it? Nine years ago? Well, yeah, but... No, but, you know, Amelia Clark did a... Went above and beyond. Natalie Dormer, didn't she do some nude scenes in this as well? I mean, I think it was Possibly. pretty much... It was almost written in the stars, wasn't it? I think yeah, by the time... It, it, by, by the time it got to Cersei's walk of shame, that had changed... Because yeah. I think she, she just flat out refused, and they CGI'd her they head on body top double. of her yeah, body yeah, double. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to. But think you know, of... I think House of the Dragon. I don't think any of the principal cast did anything no. like that, and I don't think there's an expectation they should. And I think that's really it. I I was like, do you really need her to be? Do you really need her to be wearing no clothes to communicate what this scene is about? Like, yeah. I guess it's like, oh, I saw you, and you're beautiful, but like, really, kind of wow just couldn't really get my head around that um and also sidebar if you're wondering about the pillar and stones he was literally stood there bollock naked in a river just wait for him to stand up and have a look i know yeah yeah weird very strange very strange and also if you're gonna be um, shy about nudity i wouldn't you know don't go bathing in front of a load of blokes well, you know, i think that were, yeah she was the, like oh the, hang on a sec what what? What are you? T- <laughs> Who are told you, you guys about the bathing pond? <laughs> exactly. like, yeah, um, what they should do is they should take a leaf from Hampstead and do a day a day where the, the women ladies go, yeah. and yeah, and a day yeah. where men go. Um, there was another kind of pivotal moment as well between Jorah and Daenerys. Jorah's betrayal came back mm. to bite him on the arse. Uh, he was discovered and yeah. dispatched in very, very quick fashion. Barristan Selmy. Um, found out and grassed him up very, he very was quick. sent a letter which was yeah. the a pardon from robert that that was right yeah. jorah says i think tywin sent this to you to break Just, us apart yeah, yeah yeah and it um, worked yeah and jorah and daenerys that's the longest standing sort of not partnership but like pair of characters they've been together since day one and so yeah. the breakup is quite significant um, yeah it is it leads jorah to have a right boring few years though doesn't it 
Well, I think also they do sort of water down the impact because he comes back and then gets sent away again and he comes back again. And I, I wish they'd had the uh, confidence to keep him apart from her until the final season because I think that would have been really amazing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as her team has got bigger, I think his feelings for her have been pushed to the side. And I found the betrayal, the the dismissing of him felt like something that needed to happen rather than something that happened out of like a, pl- a urgency. It was like, Oh, mm. Barrison just got sent this letter and like, okay. Yeah. But it's kind of good to see it paying off. Cause I do think you sort of wonder going, Oh yeah. Wasn't he like spying on her? Yeah. 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 Um, but really good scene. Amelia did a really good job in that scene. I thought, but yeah, yeah. the Marine stuff is really hard work this season. Yeah, I don't find yeah. it. I'm quite enjoying the fact that we can, we can, the ones that we have skipped through are largely all of that shit. Yeah. Um, what else was a good, I mean, and then it just gets onto the, so we talked about Orson, cousin Orson or whatever it was called. Mm. Cod, cod, cod. Um, which was, so then we they get do, they the... do love an Eve before the battle monologue though, don't they? Game of Thrones. Yeah. And to, yeah. to be fair, the majority of them are really good. You know, um, I mean, the one before the long night, with um, Brienne getting knighted it was just fucking yeah. great. That was brilliant. That was her, really good. And her silly daft, her silly daft smile that she had on her face was, was, yeah. was, was brilliant. I think this season as well, they're sort of very like, oh my God, we haven't got any protagonists. So like Tyrion sort of takes a lot of that on this season. And that's why so much of it is sort of, he's the sort of vantage point. Cause it's like, well, who else is the lead character right now? And I think, yeah. It never had one, but you did always know who you were rooting for. Yeah. And after the Red Wedding, I think it's very hard to go, who's, is Arya the lead character? Is Jon yeah, Snow yeah. the lead character? Yeah, like, that's true. So yeah. he gets an extra amount of focus, probably also helped that they probably nominated him for an Emmy around this time. The battle is so much quicker than I remember. I thought Tywin was in yeah. it more. I thought Cersei was in it more. Yeah. Um, but it looked beautiful. You know, yeah. there's I mean, not Pedro, a lot of stuff in the, the, in the daytime. Yeah. The style of his um, jousting, I can't remember what it was called now, I remember at the time. Was, Spear. Was just, was just great. Just really good. He was so yeah. enigmatic as, as, as Oberyn, wasn't he? He was so it, yeah. handsome and kind of like vivacious it was it was yeah really really good and it was still, kind of like watching tekken or something like the two of them just <laughs> yeah. moved so beautifully around it and the camera is constantly spinning around yeah um and, and it, it was incredible it was still a moment that you almost half you're kind of half willing it not to happen again you know i watched yeah. it with my wife and she was like oh no don't 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 just kill him you know still after all yeah. these years you're just like Fucking hell! The the, there was, the, yeah. the vanity the vanity of man once again, kind of uh, spoils things. All he had yeah, to do. Yeah, and I think he's such a good character. And I think I honestly thought. I mean, I sort of read it at this point, but I thought what's interesting is after the Joffrey's killed, you start to think this is the year that the Lannisters come to their end. Yeah, and it still shocks you. You know, you watch it and you're like, well, if if someone is gonna get revenge if someone is going to get vengeance maybe it's this guy like yeah. he's got such a good case he's so smart he's so yeah. he's political he's sexy confident um, yeah right you're like maybe this is it and and he does and you go shit he stabbed him like a couple of times yeah he's on the floor and then you know I, there's one bit where yeah he 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 just gets within reach of his hand and the mountain sort of just slams him to the floor 
And it was just flips like... Flips him over. Yeah. And I just remember just watching it the first time, just going, why did I for a second even assume that this wouldn't happen? Why, after watching The Red Wedding and Baylor and all these, all these moments where you have happiness and revenge kind of like snatched from you at the 11th hour, why did I for a second think that this was going to end any differently? And yet it was still... It's, it was still such a brutal... Yeah, but there's this amazing feeling, isn't there, of like, oh, the house always wins. Like, they're still winning, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, I think one of the things that does dull it um, is, and this is even more pronounced with us not watching it all, but the mountain was recast, I think, twice. Mm. And He's now in his final does, form, right? He's, he's, yeah, this is the guy that, yeah, the strongest and then obviously he comes the back as yeah. Robert Strong or whatever he's called. But I think it's hard. I think the stuff with the hound, the mountain the Lannisters, like it's sort of hard to remember quite everything that happened. And so obviously Oberyn's come back and it's like, here's all the things that happened and I'm really mad about it. But I do think it lessened it for me. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I couldn't really remember. I think by the time I got season eight, I either couldn't really remember. I didn't really care what had gone on between the hound and the mountain. I just knew that there was going to be some, you know, everyone was kind of like, what do they call it? What was the Clegane bowl? Clegane bowl. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also, like, it, it just, I hated the way the show was like, oh, everyone talks about this online, and it's sort of a bit of an in-joke that there's going to be this showdown, and they sort of seem to spend an inordinate amount of effort making that happen in the yeah. final episode of the penultimate one, and I Yeah, I because they didn't really, didn't really need, Clegane Bowl didn't really need to happen, did it? Well, yeah, they're just not on the screen enough. They don't even, you know, first of all, the the mountain doesn't talk we don't see him talking, right? So we don't really know. We just know that he, he, uh, Clegane, uh, Sandor Clegane, you yeah. know, they had a very difficult childhood and he is yeah. like a butcherer and a rapist and everything like that, right? But it's sort of like, it's just not satisfying to see them because they don't talk about each other that much. And I think it makes so much sense, but it also feels like the show trying to just do fan service or yeah. hyping up something that I just don't know if it was that satisfying. But yeah, that's yeah. true. The actual eyeball, head-smashing, popping scene uh, at the end of this episode was just one of the most visceral things oh, they've ever done. It was shocking. It was, and it's, it was and still shocking to watch. The, the prosthetics were incredible. And even, you know, that first punch knocked all his teeth out. You know, was, mm. and he was there kind of like, you know, they see those photoshops of Harry Styles with no teeth. And it just looked like, it's like Pedro Pascal with no teeth all of a sudden. It was just like, oh. Yeah, like he'd been photoshopped. It was just, uh, and then just uh, seeing him lying on there with like literally his, his head still squashed on the floor. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, that, Tyrion's that reaction shot shots. Tyrion's reaction shots throughout that battle were great. The glimmers of hope. The kind of all of a sudden he's got a tiny bit of like swagger when him and Jamie catch each other's eye, and yeah. then just Jamie's the end, trying hard not to cheer too much as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was a good a good detail. And then at the end, just like, just the look on Tyrion's face is like, what the fuck? Certain death, oh. right? That's what he's thinking. He's just like, this is it. Uh, yeah. It's just a really good, I mean, it, it also, you know, because uh, Clegane does kind of die of his injuries and gets reanimated. Yeah. We don't really yeah. know. But it's funny because it's like, okay, we've got this system in our society where we fight and whoever wins is the winner. And it's like, okay, both people died. So like... And they're like, well, we still won. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But well, that's brutal. a good point. On a, technali- on a technicality, they both died, didn't they? Yeah. Now, I can't yeah. remember if this comes up in this show. I think it is. But, you know, his blade is 
uh, Oberyn's blade poisoned, is wasn't it? poison. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, is Which wine, we've heard is a yeah. woman's weapon, but I think it's very interesting. Like, well, he was it's he was bisexual anyway, suffering. wasn't he? I don't think he was yes, that fussed yes. about it. The queer weapon is yeah. poison on a on a blade. That's yeah. like a bit of both. <laughs> exactly. Okay, uh, great episode. You know, lots lots there. One of one of the you know most talked about of its time. The episodes of TV that year certainly certainly one of the most shocking. Uh, really enjoyed that. Lots of it was a it was a good up and down episode, but ultimately uh, well chosen. You guys, uh, slight controversial deviation right next week we are going to be doing season four episode nine watchers on the wall which is i think is this our first concurrent uh episode i think it might oh, be that's right it is our first concurrent episode yeah, yeah. which is going to be good you know because which i'm looking forward to that and yeah. listeners we've heard we hear you we've heard you we've listened uh, yeah. we are we're learning with this is like a celebrity apology um we've listened to the feedback and we're learning we're taking time to learn and to heal uh we will be finishing with an extra episode we are going to do episode 10 the children four for four four for four i think Um, doing three in a row that is really exciting i think these are really good episodes Mm. now watchers on the wall i've said on this podcast i didn't find the battle that engaging Okay. I'm really looking forward to being wrong. There's definitely bits on our rewatches where I've gone, that is so much better than I remember. And that I might hope be so. True this. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's it's a very small, self-contained battle for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So normally, like the battles are good because they're huge, and you know, there's, there's yeah. hundreds of thousands of soldiers. Of, of fighters and this, that, and the other. This is a different kind of thing. This is almost like very. It's quite Errol Flynn, uh, yes. in its in its choreography and and the rest of it, but. But for me, the better for it because it's so self-contained. It's almost like it's like playing a video game. It's quite a video gamey battle where you mm. can't. You're just trying to just trying to hide behind a cart and hope someone yeah, else takes care of everything. A hundred of them and a thousand wildlings, right? That's yeah. what one of the guys said in this episode. Yeah, the odds are crazy, and they're coming from behind. They haven't got the defense that the yeah. whole thing is. It's so funny, isn't it? They're like, well, just build a big wall and no one can come in. And it's like, like what if you're attacked from behind? They're like, yeah, so, I haven't oh, thought about that. <laughs> shit, shit. Yeah. And but I'm excited to see it. I am. I think it's the, I think it's what sets Jon Snow on his path as well. Well, for obvious reasons. Um, because up until now, Jon's been a bit bitty, a little bit kind mm. of like, you know, you were saying, oh, we don't really know who the protagonist is or the hero is or who we need to root root for. I think after this is is where everyone was like, oh, Jon Snow's the dude. That's who we're, that's yeah. who's, he's going to be the guy. Um, it kind of makes sense. Because the thing is also, I think, like, you have to get the wildlings out the way as a threat in order for him to deal with the White Walkers as a threat in yeah. order for him to deal with the stuff that's happening south. Yeah, and in order for shit to There's a lot. Real. Yeah, but I'm re- actually really excited because also I think when we talk about these very character-based episodes, it's a certain kind of conversation that you have. And when we do a battle, it's very different. So I think it's going to be a really good opportunity to talk about the show, a different kind of episode of the show. So yeah, yeah. that's really exciting. And then, yeah. yeah. And so... And then the children. So yeah, looking forward to that. More. Yeah. Um, so the week after next, we'll do our vote on season five. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, now... Also, slight deviation from normality. We're not doing a bonus episode of the AOA this week. 
And mm-hmm. I'll explain to you why. Mainly it's because episode five, is it, we're on? No, six. What no, is seven. Seven, sorry. We're on episode part one, episode seven. And it's a pretty poor episode, I'm going to say. Yeah. It's, it, and I watched, on my rewatch, I was kind of like, I don't know what to talk about here in this episode, apart from just just going through the motions of what happened and actually not mm. a lot happened um it was like a we went back into present time there's a lot of there was just it wasn't very engaging i didn't i didn't get into it as much what did you think i um i thought it was just set up for the next episode i think with the oa the stuff that happened in the past is so much more interesting than the stuff that happens in the present and to yeah. have a whole episode in the present after the cliffhanger from the last episode felt like, um, you know, this show is so good at not doing things traditionally. And it felt like they did that traditional thing of like teasing you and then withholding. Yeah. (laughs) So I found it a little bit boring. I, I think it obviously moves things forward a little bit and there's elements of it that were quite interesting, but it's just not a lot to talk about. And I think, you know, I think I thought the, the people that play OA's parents were great. I thought there was a real sense of, um, it felt a little bit dated this whole yeah. kind of like this whole kind of like oh my god these how can they take pictures you lose a bit of yourself you have no control over this once it goes onto the internet and it was a li- it felt a little bit of its time that that whole section in the in the in the restaurant did um yeah, yeah. it just but there wasn't uh, really there wasn't really anything anything happened it's necessary and i think that's one of the lessons the show is learning in real time uh, as this is happening is that sometimes you need to clear the decks you just set things up and it's been yeah. a show that so far has just played by its own rules and so they've sort of been felled because they're like well we have to just remind we have to set the stakes we have to yeah. you know show is that Stephen? he gets kind of disillusioned going oh you're just using us so you can get your boyfriend blah, 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 blah. i just want to see where it goes so next week we'll maybe do a i don't know there maybe will be loads to talk about i don't know Hopefully yeah. we will because it's the well, finale. Yeah. So next next one, week is the season one. finale. Yeah. So looking. Forward so to I'm that. really looking forward to that next week. We'll do a proper chat about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And yeah, I don't think I learned anything, or I don't think I had any. It was like, just character questions. development. I think it was just about it's just about showing each. You know, I think ultimately what what each of the characters wanted from whatever. Yes, yeah. It was, it was a bit a bit, bit a bit existential bit for me. Bitty. Yeah. Um, Fine then. Good to speak to you, buddy. What's your now that you're done with Sopranos? Have you got anything else on on the cards? Have you Good. Planning on anything well, we're else? gonna we're gonna do Mad Men again. Oh yes. But I think we have a bit of a break. How many times have you done Mad Men? Only once. Okay, so same. And I I've, love I've not it. Watched it. I mean, but also cool. I remember the, the first season finding it a bit hard. I think it gets so much better. So we're yeah. gonna do that as our legacy thing. Couple mm. of things I've watched, actually newish shows that I want to shout out. Um, we started that Disney Plus show, Extraordinary. Oh, is it good? It's pretty good. The first episode is great. Yeah. Um, it's obviously just for people who haven't sort of watched it or heard about it. It's set in a world where everybody gets superpowers when they're like 18. And it's set in London. And it's this girl, Jen, who hasn't got any yet. She's like 24. And she's sort of like a bit of a social freak because she doesn't right. have any powers. And loads of people have like really shit powers. Like one guy can like move water, but like doesn't know what to do with it. One guy can like 3D print objects out of his ass and there's like one guy that like his special power is he can turn anything into a pdf like they're just all a bit like 
They're all just a bit like that's a that is a very useful superpower. It actually reminds me a lot of Misfits, if you remember that show. Yeah, where I love like, that show. It's really oh, rooted yeah. in reality. Um, so we watched. I've watched three. It's a little. It's a little wobbly in terms of like. There's not a real like conceit. I don't really. I think it's about Jen trying to find her powers, right, but they're not okay, really yeah, spending yeah. a lot of time on yeah. it. Um, there's this really good thing that she works in a costume shop, and her manager is this 56 year old whose superpower is that she looks like a child. So they've got this actual <laughs> this actual child who must be like nine, who is like chain smoking and like talking about her husband and stuff. Amazing. It's so oh, that's funny. That's it's good. just amazing. And oh, then half an hour, it's, it's really fresh and just, it's like Disney Plus is like first original British programming. And it's oh, really wow. good. Okay. Oh, cool. All relatively like brand new no famous people apart from the nun from Derry Girls, isn't it? Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I oh, like good. it. And the oh, other thing I've show. been watching, which I fucking adore, is a, an American show called Search Party that has only just been made available in the UK. In the US, okay, it's, right, okay. there's five seasons, and the it's on iPlayer. So if you've got iPlayer, you can check it out. It's called and it's Search kind Party. Of, okay. Search Party. Yeah, and it's this kind of murder mystery set in New York and the cast are these like awful egomaniac like millennials like they're all like really awful obsessed people. with themselves Jeff they're Goldblum all quite mean uh, I haven't seen him in it yet but I've only seen two se- I'm on two season two okay so the premise for this show is that this girl that they kind of knew on from school goes missing and they're all so like self-involved that they decide to make it about them so they decide to try and find her and it is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. They're half oh, wow. an hour. It, the soundtrack's amazing. And it, yeah, it's just about like, what if the most obnoxious people in New York tried to solve a murder mystery? It's just really fucking good. Oh, great. Oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to give that a shot. Have really a look. Yeah. I would really recommend it. Uh, and there's five seasons. I have no idea wow. how it's going all this way some of those weird license where shows just never ever appear in the uk yeah. it's very strange yeah. usually, usually it has something to do with peacock always or, yeah, Hulu, or hulu or hulu yeah, one. yeah. yeah. Fucking so peacock I, and hulu. i've loved that but no not got uh not really got anything else okay i finally Been finished bojack horseman again That's the i've one. never seen that I can't, I can't do cartoons um it's i think it's i think you'd find it it's intense it's not oh it's, really it's bleak yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been watching? I finally finished Slow Horses season two. Um, oh, what did you think? I thought it was great. I thought, the, am I right? Maybe I've just happy valleyed myself to death this week, but was the finale a bit shit? Yeah. I think you can say that. I think, I think it's, the, um, I thought, the, I thought, I thought the series was really good. I thought the finale. It, it, yes. I'm going to say, yeah, the finale was shit. <laughs> I th- I thought the finale was really naff. It turned into a b- a bad episode of Spooks. Yeah, I think it's funny because it's a show that is sort of about the people that don't get to do that sort of stuff, and then yeah. they got a bit high on their own supply, and they're like, "What if they're all running around trying to stop exactly a massive terrorist attack?" The whole and um, the, the switcheroo of who the bad person. What I've, uh, it just I it, did find that a little hard to follow. I have yeah. to say, um, and it, I think. I, I ended yeah. up kind of watching it just to get through it in the end, I think. Yeah. Um, First seasons are much better, I think. Mm. Did you Come, see the trailer for season three, though? We were yes. talking about this one. Yeah, we? yeah, it did look good. And Sope is in it. Yeah. It, oh, of course, yeah, our friend. 
Our friend would have like, to get back. It's so cool that they just they and he that news was not out there. They announced it in the trailer, and I just think that is that's so really good. That's a good idea. Cool. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We can forgive a wobbly second season. Absolutely. Um, what else have you been seeing? So a couple of recommendations that I haven't actually watched yet, but I'm, um, Your Honor, season two is available, I think, on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, right. Did you see the first season of that? No. Really good. Really, Brian Cranston as a high, oh, court, yeah. high court judge uh, who gets himself into a right fucking state. Um, it's really good do go and watch that i'm hoping that season two lives up to it i've not read any mm-hmm. reviews of it yet because i think it only came out last week looks great uh it's brian cranston i'm always going to watch that um and a big shout out to this series i don't understand why no one is really talking about this series uh mosquito coast on apple tv uh it's it's a mm. it's a it's a TV adaptation of the film, which is a, itself an adaptation of the book, which I th- believe was written by Louis Theroux's dad or uncle. What? Is this the one with, Ni- with Justin, uh, Justin with Theroux? Nicole Kidman? No. No. No, <laughs> no it's, it's Justin Theroux. Um, and watched the first season. Absolutely fucking loved it. It's great. I think it's a pretty faithful adaptation, but kind of spruced up for the modern age. The film starred Harrison Ford and River Phoenix. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was, was really, really good. It's about a kind of like a bit of a off-gridder, kind of like on the run from the FBI style, you know, someone who did something bad for Amnesty or Greenpeace or something and is now on some kind of watch list, so is always assuming identities and moving from town to right, town. Right. And the impact that that has on the kids and all the rest of it. And it's really good. Re- just eminently watchable you know sometimes you just want to watch something that's kind of yeah. exciting and looks great and justin through i really like him um so that's my recommendation that's and there's two seasons up now on apple tv plus oh okay that's good yeah, that's good too. if anyone any uh listeners have any recommendations as well let us know yeah, get in touch i really am in need of some new things to watch yeah uh great stuff chris always good always a pleasure absolute never a pleasure yeah. Uh, next week, uh, episode eight, uh, episode nine, rather, uh, watches on the wall. I'll see you on the wall. Absolutely. Until then, Dracaris. Dracaris. If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at dragoncast underscore pod or email dragoncast at daftdoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions, and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for Dragoncast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus, or a tattoo on your backside, is very much appreciated. Dragoncast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel, and is a Daft Doris production. Dracarys. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.